0: Tim Conlon's got a terrific chance engaged there at Flemington on Saturday. And I speak of Kiko goes around in that third race there at Flemington. And, um, she's a, a terrific chance in, uh, this race as well. She's been button. in great form. G'day, Jim. Oh,
1: how are uh, g'day. How are you going, Gary?
0: Good. Thanks, mate. How is your mare?
1: Uh, look, she's, she's terrific. Um, uh, hasn't had a, you know, a single issue since her last start, and she looks in great order.
0: Yep. Um, and she's just had a, a terrific preparation as well. Um, has it been a key to her success this time around, or does she just enjoy the setup in Queensland before she headed back? Well, you
1: know, she's uh, she a very expensive yearling, and uh, she's bi-capitalist, and uh, they're a pretty hot breed, and... Th- you know, the idea was to try and get her going as an early two-year-old, and it was sort of a, a real sort of give and take sort of play with her. She was very, you know, wanting to get it over and done with, and we had to try and keep her settled. And we used to ride her very conservatively, you know, come out of the gates and try and grab hold of her, give her a chance to settle and run into her races. And it it sort of worked to a point. She was stakes placed, and she was a bit unlucky not to win a... Um, uh, the Blood Horse Breeders at Flemington. And, um, uh, but it was always just taking away a little bit from her. And now she's mature. She's not wanting to get out there and get it over with all of it, <coughs> you know, in the first furlong. And so you can allow her to run. And, and I think that's been the key to her. It's not breaking her stride. She now is allowed to roll along and she puts herself on the speed and she'll give a kick for
2: you.
0: Yeah, she's had so, the, yeah. Do you reckon that victory there the other day would have given her confidence as well?
2: Uh, look, yeah, yeah. hopefully.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I want to think that. But, I mean, it, it's always a worry backing a horse that's uh, taken 12 starts yeah. to win a race. But it was a solid win. Um, you know, there was two 1,200-metre races on the night, and she ran a second and a half quicker. Uh, she really looked, the eye, very impressive. Um, you know, she only beat a field of maideners, but uh, it still was good and um, she certainly hasn't gone backwards in her training and she does like Flemington as well. So, with that and hopefully the confidence boost that she had, uh, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a good race tomorrow. You know, I'm sure she's
3: going to run very well.
0: Yeah, so she could just be yeah. up for an exciting preparation, mate. And you, you spent a little bit of time up there in Queensland as well. Do you Did you enjoy that campaign with a few of your horses, and will you do it again? And I've been talking to a few trainers, especially heading into the spring say, that they believe it's just a massive advantage to even if your horses aren't racing up in Queensland, to send them up during the latter part of the winter, and you seem to have a far better will start to the spring with that type of preparation.
1: Uh, look, uh, the, the answer is yes. Whatever I've got in work, now I've got three in work now, I've sort of semi-retired. So whatever I've got, my plan is to be taking them to Queensland. Yep. Um, I think it's one, if you're even dealing with benchmark-type horses, there's races up there for them, and you're racing on better tracks. Uh, they bounce out of the preparation a lot better. So their next preparation, when they come back to Melbourne, so far it's proved to be successful. As far as my motley little crew, but also if you look at, you know, um, I trained here with the Freedmans, the horses they took up to Queensland have all uh, done a fabulous job. Um, uh, So, yes, it does have a positive impact on the horses. More importantly, it's a very positive impact on the trainer. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You're up there in the warm weather and uh, I was staying in Maloolabar and training at the Sunshine Coast. It was just beautiful.
0: Well, yeah. You, yeah. Well, it sounds like a plan. We might have to join you for next year, but mate, well done, and um, you've done a mighty job with this mare. Obviously, she's taking a little bit of time, some patience, and it was great to see her win the other day. And hopefully, she can go on with it. She's a big chance there tomorrow at Flemington. Yeah, no,
1: that's uh, yeah. Look, thanks for that, and uh, I'm sure she'll run well. Right. Hey, there's um, a good mate of mine. He's yes. an avid listener to your show. He's also my accountant. Yes, Eugene, I want to send out a cheer out. I know he'll be listening. He does. I, he doesn't know that I'll be on the show tonight, to, today, so but he'll be listening. Uh, so I just want to say good day to Eugene.
0: G'day, Eugene. Is he a good punter? Yeah. Is he a good accountant? Uh, that... Well, look, he's
1: a, he's obviously a very good accountant. He's yes. managed to keep my crappy little business out of the bankruptcy courts for yeah. 30 years. <laughs> yes. So he's very good at his job there. And uh, um, yeah, he's probably an okay punter. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it's important you don't that you're counting to be a big punter. You just no. want to be very, yeah, conservative on the punter. He is conservative on the punt.
0: You need an understanding accountant too. Sometimes we all gamble yeah, responsibly, well, Jimmy. He's... But when you're in the racing game, you're trying to buy horses, etc. Like, well, what are, What are you doing, Gary? I know. Well,
1: man, is, everything is a tax deduction.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, he, he's uh he's done a great job for me so his his company's more than tax for anyone out there looking beautiful for it. yeah
0: give you Jed a call i oh, yeah. love your work jimmy yep. thanks for that mate go and get bye him bye. tomorrow we'll be cheering her home
1: yeah, yeah. kick on, kick go yeah get home, kick yeah
0: kick go good on you jim there's jim colin one of the great great men of racing and so is this young fella nick ryan g'day nick thanks for joining good us mate morning gareth no worries mate um i tell you what we had a lot of our listeners text in yesterday when we are doing the weekend preview. and They said, Gareth, you got to, like, I, one of my pet hates in this game is when we're doing our form and that, and we're sort of guessing, um, not guessing, but like, you know, this is a f- horse first up from Queensland with Nick Ryan, they're backing it. Sometimes you can have all the great form analysts in the world, and that's no disrespect to any of the form analysts in the game, but you've got to go straight to the source um, and there's no better judge than you, Nicholas. So, are we getting on, Johnny? Tomorrow? <laughs>
5: yeah. Look, um, we we certainly we certainly like the horse. He's what he's shown us at home. Um, he's certainly good enough to be winning tomorrow. Um, he's a listed winner in Queensland. Um, you know, he's ran second to Golden Boom, who ran a big race there at Gold Coast last Saturday in a, in a good race. Um, Look, if there are any concerns tomorrow, um, there would be. You know, he's having his first look up the straight interstate horse, um, and um, a thousand if he's going to be um, close enough in striking distance. But um, yeah, he's shown us enough at home, guys.
0: So, how do you find those horses, and what's your what's the the general rule that you think for when you tell your owners and for the punters out there when horses are having a look down the straight for the first time? Um, do you always say, like, is it, a, is it a case that you just don't know until they until they have that opportunity to go down that straight? Because you do train on the track, so he would have had a look, at, look down the straight, of course. Oh, no,
5: look, he's never been up the straight. Yep. He's trained on the track. He's trained on the track, so, look, it is a <clears throat> it is a, a, a plus. He has, even his home track, he's got no travel, and um, he's only got to walk over the road. But as far as the straight, look, we can only guess. He's never been up it. Um, Johnny Allen's trialed him his last two, and um, the horse seems pretty foolproof and very straightforward. He's a four-year-old bull. Uh, He's tough, and he's very tractable. So we're thinking um, that, um, you know, he's going to handle it, but we won't know come the last race tomorrow, will we?
0: No, we won't. Um, But he's been well-supported. So is that any of your money, Nick?
5: Yeah, look, the owners are... uh, uh, Jamie Steumer and, and the boys from Queensland yes. are, uh, are coming down on an early flight from the Gold Coast tomorrow and um, they're up and about. So hopefully I can get the job done for them.
0: Um, now, the pride and joy of your stable, Muhammad Dayas goes around in that first race at Flemington. He's at 50 to 1, his first start with Luke Carrier aboard. What's your expectations with the old boy? <laughs>
5: yeah, he's... um. We're really happy with him. He's had a good break. He's come back. He's on a jumping program heading towards the bull. So he's certainly going to need the run. Um, If he uh, can pass a couple and be hitting the line and running through the line, we'll be happy.
0: Yeah. All right, mate. Um, We wish you the best of luck. Appreciate everything. Can go and get them tomorrow, especially with Johnny Rocker.
5: Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate.
0: It's been a weird old week in Melbourne town, hasn't it, really? There's been a lot of rain around. What's Flemington copped?
5: Yeah,
2: uh, we got 18 millimeters on uh, Wednesday morning through to Wednesday afternoon, and um, we also got 0.4 of a mil last Saturday during the races. So, typical Melbourne, you know how it is. Um, yep. We get what we get. Yeah.
0: How, how are we looking in the next 24 hours, and how do you expect this track to play?
2: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm actually I'm halfway around doing the rating now, and yep. it's uh, it's still a good for you, It's beautiful at the moment. Um, we are looking at a forecast of 28 degrees tomorrow with a 11K northerly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a drink tonight just to sort of keep it basically in the same spot that we're at now. Um, yeah, we got 18 mil, obviously, of rainfall during the week and we've put on 32 mil since last uh, last Thursday night. So it's had plenty of juice in it. Um, we had a warm day Tuesday, but it was pretty mild yesterday and windy and it's supposed to be pretty mild today. So, yeah, it's in really good condition at the moment, Gary.
0: Wind conditions tomorrow?
2: Yeah, 11K normally. So
0: okay.
2: um, put me on the spot here. I think that's tailwind down the straight. I'll yep. double check that. Yep. So very minimal, like 11K. Might, yep. might get gassily up to sort of 15, 20. But I don't think it should make a huge difference to the day, but we'll have to wait and see.
0: I think the... the, the um the, the the rule that I go on and I got told this by a very good form analyst that if it's more than 20 Ks, the wind conditions, uh, you you have to worry about it. But we saw during the Flemington carnival last November, how the wind can play a massive part in, in track patterns. Like uh, even when yeah. we had the southerly, they just it threw a spatter in the works and I think it caught everybody off guard because you don't usually get the southerlies in, in November really. And all of a sudden the jockeys couldn't work out when to, push the button the leaders were dominating out out in front so um yeah it's it's just part of the variable i think it's an important variable that we've got to keep a, a close eye on
2: yeah we definitely do um you can always check our, our website to look at the yep. wind conditions throughout the day as well which will give you a good guide um like, uh, yeah as for last week they forecast a the southwest of thing on saturday and it was all over the shop so um yeah if you check our website throughout the day that might help help give punters a An edge, if
0: possible. Yeah, it's a a great tool to have. And you just head to the VRC. You can also download the app. And um, when you're watching the races, it can get you up-to-date information on on the condition. So um, it's a terrific device for the punters out there. Brendan, love your work, mate. Is there any whispers? We just had Nick (laughs) Ryan on the show. And he's pretty (laughs) bullish about that horse in the last race there, Johnny Rocker. Representing right. his stable. Surely the surely the trainers give you a few little like you know. No, you i have give me haven't some... heard anything all week and uh, oh, okay. I couldn't
2: pick a win if my life depended on it. So all right, mate. I just keep, keep keep um yeah, I haven't heard any locals to be honest with you. So right, um man. if you were asking for one, you'd have to say Ray Magnerio of Robert Griffiths. He's yes, um fine. Really inform that horse, so working his way through the grades. well. You have to think he's a really good chance tomorrow.
0: I tell you what, Liam will be lucky to get his job back. You've been sensational, Brendan. Good luck today, yeah. mate. Or tomorrow. Thanks, Gareth. There's Brendan Jackson, who's um, looking after the Flemington track at the moment, while Liam O'Keefe's on a well-deserved break. Mitchie Lewis is on fire, seeing them beautifully. He joins us now. Giddy-ups, form guru for Melbourne. G'day, Mitchie. Morning Gareth, how have you been this week? I am very well mate, um, Flemington headquarters tomorrow, I think that the track should play pretty well, the wind conditions I don't think will have a part, or, um, have any influence really on on the way that the pattern is, the rail, however is out 9 metres and we'll be racing on a good 4 I imagine, so where do we start with your specials at Flemington?
6: Right, so we'll, the first one comes in race five. I'm going to be with number four, Kim, for the Cummings team, and Jamie Carr in the sab- yeah. stable. I just think she finds the right race here for her. So she's hit the line quite nicely in her last few runs. Uh, I think the setup up down the straight here today suits her a little bit better. She's going to have plenty of room. Um, she's run down the straight well previously, so I think that sets up nice for her. Now, you might look at barrier three and think, do you want to be into the inside? But she'll go back a little bit anyway. So I think when they push forward, she'll be able to go. Jamie Carr will have a lot of options about where she wants to be and she'll be able to find the right part of the track. So I think it's Kin's day tomorrow.
0: I think there's a few tipping Kin tomorrow. So Cadolphin there to strike in race number five. Mitch, love your confidence there. What else have you got for us?
6: And the next one comes in race number seven and it's Ray Magnerio. Now, this is why you have to listen to the weekend preview, Gareth. He was $3 yesterday, and then somebody went and had a good go at him in the afternoon. He was into 2 dollars so I know there was a scratching, but that scratching was on Wednesday. So Ray Magnerio, look, he just looks progressive for me. He's run well down the straight before when he won that one uh, two, uh, yeah, two starts back. I just think he's in a similar grade here as what he won last start. Uh, uh, there's a big opinion of him. I think he's going to be able to win down the straight here, which is a track that he really appreciates, and I think it sets up nice for him with Jungle Jim and Maximilius probably putting some speed into the race to give him an opportunity to run them down.
0: He's been a great horse, hasn't he? And he's been well-placed by Robbie Griffiths. We had a chat to him yesterday regarding his approach to all of this. And he hasn't left a a dollar really with, with Ray, this preparation. He's been able to pick through his grades and place his horse perfectly. And he probably could step up and have a crack at some harder races with the way that he's going. But... Um, he understands probably he's a, maybe a listed group, group two, group three horse probably at best. But um, I think that's a, a special skill for a horse trainer in a way to make sure that you maximise your earning potential because if you do try and jump up cl- jump up in class too quickly and you do too many points, it's, um, it's difficult to place your horse. But they've done it perfectly.
6: Yeah, so it's a bit similar, isn't it? They've, they've done it perfectly in the fact they could have went last week you probably thought they could have been contest um contesting the group race for standish and been reasonably competitive but they're taking their time and yeah i, I think you're right it's a really savvy sort of move because then they can attack better races in the autumn in the spring if you go to the standish and you win yeah. that you, you've blown that opportunity haven't you
0: yeah 100 percent mate um what else have you got for us then so you got ken and, and ray mcnerio
6: Yep, so uh, South Australian Loyalist, uh, race 10, number two, Wiggum. I am sticking with Wiggum. I know there's the spruik on the Nick Ryan horse, Johnny Rocker. Um, But Wiggum, to me, he's coming into this fresh. His best career runs have been fresh. Uh, He's a winner down the straight. We saw him win down the straight on Melbourne Cup Day, and he peeled off the fastest closing splits of that entire day that day. So... you you probably would think that he really appreciates that sort of straight track run. So barrier 12, he's in a good spot. Damien Lane in the saddle. I think at his price, he's really good each way play if you are very cautious about the Johnny Rocker.
0: So race 10, number two, Wiggum. Race seven, number three, Ray McNerio. And then Kin He's your best. Race five, number four. What else have you got for us, mate, as we head to Gawler? So
6: at Gawler, it's a good little day at Gawler, actually. There's a few races that... um, to have a look into, but the three that I've got for us, the first one comes in race three. I'm going to be with number one, Apache Star. So currently, Apache Star is a good each-way price. We've got a short price favourite in second to none. You're getting the same price for the place as you are the win for second to none. So I think it's going to be warm at Gawler tomorrow, and sometimes it can get a little bit leaderish on the rail when it is the case. So Apache Star has got barrier two. Uh, He likes to push forwards. I think that puts him in a good position. He won over this track in distance two starts back, and then he put in a little bit of an average run when he was well-supported last start. So I think if you forgive him for that, you're getting a good each-way price for a horse proven at the track and who's going to go a few race map favours over the favourite.
0: Beautiful. So what else have you got for us after that?
6: Race five, number one, Jackson Ice for the Jolly Team. This is probably race of the day. There's a few handy types in the race. Jackson Ice, he's third up now. He's a winner third up, but he's tracking distance stats. He's won two from three here, and he ran second in the other race. I think he's well-suited third up, while a couple of the others are deeper into their preps. Uh, again, he's going to be forwards from barrier seven. I've mapped him to sit outside the leader, who's probably going to be Portation, and I think that's going to be where you want to be. His main dangers in press down and Rockstar Megs. He might be back a little bit and probably have to circle the field. So I think Jackson Ice wins race five. And then in race seven, I'm sticking to one that we've just had a little bit of a – just been a bit disappointing this. Race seven, number two, Zabella. She's come second in both of her runs. We might have been with her both times, but I think she finds the right race here third up now. She's much fitter, so up to the 1,200 metres. Rochelle Milnes is three kilos off, takes her down to 58 and a half, which I think suits, um, and she looks the only one with genuine early speed outside. She's graceful, so I think she can find the rail out in front and be in a
0: good spot. What's your best at Gawler?
6: Um, I, I reckon I'm going to go the way of Jack's... Oh, no, let's 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 stay with Zabella. Oh, she'll do it. I reckon she gets the right race here third up. Zabella's the best there.
0: All right, mate. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for that, mate. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, mate. Good luck, punters, and you have a good weekend.
6: Gareth, I'll chat to you soon.
0: Talking about a man that just is lapping up life at the moment, Nicholas Ashman joins us. The man from... The dot com and the great tip-off. The one and the only Nicholas Ashman. Hello to you, mate. How's things? I'm,
7: I'm good, mate. I'm up at Bonnie Hills on the New South Wales north coast. Um, little road trip with my five-year-old son. So, mate, I'm staring at the ocean right now. It's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful scene. So, uh, yeah, good times, mate. Good times. Life so, doesn't get I mean, any better.
0: What races do you no, want to have a look at over the weekend? It's sort of like a, we've had the Magic Millions and at the end of the Queensland Carnival, and it's sort of – a period now where there's a few quiet weeks before you start to really um, get set for the Melbourne and Sydney slash summer-autumn carnivals. And that's Mm. some of the good horses are coming back at the trials as we speak.
7: I think the good thing about this time of year, it's a bit like that sort of uh, early August period when we get to the back end of winter. It's Yeah, the racing's probably not quite as elite as we know it to be at other times of the year. But uh, you you do sometimes get a couple of horses that are – maybe going to use their residual fitness to tackle those early stakes races of the upcoming carnival. And I think that's what we're going to see on Saturday. And at at the same time, if you're watching the trials, it's an exciting time now because you're looking at, particularly the two-year-olds going towards the Blue Diamond Series. Um, We're looking at them now coming back and looking at jump outs and trials and whatnot. Plus, you've also got your horses, you know, the Sydney Autumn Carnival and the the Melbourne Autumn Carnival. There's plenty of horses going through their early work there as well. So... It's an exciting time for mine. Uh, racing at headquarters in Melbourne on Saturday, that being Flemington. I'll start with race three. Now, this Kiko for Jim Conlon, has he been on the show yet? Yeah, I know you've got him on. Yep. He's what been did a... he say about Kiko? I haven't listened. Forgive me.
0: She, yeah, she, he's, he says that he's more than happy with her. She, obviously being a daughter of capitalists, she's taken a little while, you know, just to mature You know, those capitalists, they're a bit like you back when you are in your early 20s and that <laughs> you were just like very hard to control. And now since you've... Um, had a family and and got a beautiful wife, you've been able to come back under the bridle a little bit. And Kiko's just a little bit like that. And she went up to Queensland. She had a bit of sun on her back and she performed okay up there in Queensland, but she's come Mm. back a better horse. So um, she's saving up her energy for the vital time of the race. And that's at the end. So um, hopefully she can put it all together now.
7: Yeah, well, the, the the sectionals, her times and her, the data saying that she's come back a, a better horse this campaign, Gareth. she's always shown a good, sharp turn of foot. But the issue was is she only had about a 150-metre sprint on her previously. Now we're seeing that stretch out to sort of 250, 300 metres, and that may even get better in time. So clearly Jim had an opinion of this filly uh, when she was a younger horse. He threw in some pretty handy races. And and she 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 always showed a bit, and I just think now that she's got that win out of the way, last start three kilo claim for Tatum Bull brings it, her into fifty one kilos. She those acceleration horses when they get down in the weights they can be devastating. And look, I'm not sure, I'm not charging into the sort of three eighty around town now, but I'm really excited to see her because she's the kind of horse that could develop into a stakes horse in time. So race three number ten at Flemington, race five number four Kin. Yes. Ah, God. I, I, I sacked this horse, but looking at the formula, like, she's just got to win. This oh, I know,
0: but everyone's getting sucked in once again. And oh. I think she's a big chance, this daughter of <laughs> impending and Jay Carr rides for Jimmy Cummings. But there's a few of those Cadolphin horses like Kin that they, I don't mm. know, I'm just trying like um, maybe a space walk. They just, they continue yeah. to suck you in a little bit. They're um, a bit like, you know what I say? That she's like a, she's,
7: she's like a, I was going to say a poor man's version of Osborne Bulls, <laughs> yeah. but that doesn't come quite come out right because she one she's a filly and and two that's you know I'm not trying to say that Osborne Bulls had any issues. He was a fantastic horse, but he found ways to get beaten a few times once he got up to the top level. Um, Kins she's a she's a very good horse. She's a bit similar to Kiko in the sense that she's got a, a great turn of foot, but yeah. she needs everything to go right for her to win. But she's just she should be beating those horses on Saturday if she can't. She's officially sacked for life. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that now on public radio. She's, I'm never backing her again if she doesn't win on yeah. Saturday. Let's flip over to race nine, though. Here's a horse that I think might sort of end up in those early... I was talking about that sometimes these horses come back three or four weeks before the other carnival horses just to build that residual fitness so they can snare a stakes race early on. And I reckon that's the case. Race nine, number nine, 99 for the Maxwell Smart fans, Elkington Road. Now, he's a horse that that's mm. second up. His first up was at Caulfield behind Baldino. There was no money for him there. He SP'd at 20, 20 bucks, which I, I was a bit surprised with. So I'm cautious of that. But second up last campaign, he was only beaten, what, three and a half lengths by Legato in a Group 1 Australian Guineas. Um, he's a handy horse when he's right. And I just wonder if Mike Moroney thought, okay, he's probably not quite at that top level. So let's get him a fit and let's tackle, like you know, a couple of stakes races early in the in the autumn with him. I reckon that might be the plan for him. So I wouldn't be surprised. They've got Zara aboard as well. You don't book Mark Zara unless you want to, unless you're trying to win a race. So um, around that $10, $11 mark, I think Elkington Road's a bet. That's pretty much it for uh, Flemington for me. I've got one for you up at Eagle Farm. just want to talk first of all, before I get to that, race three at Eagle Farm. Got to watch this race on Saturday. There's two really good horses in it. First of all, Payline, who ran second to Barassi, um, last time out. Now, Barassi's win on the prelude day for the Magic Millions, that being the 6th of January, on my stuff, that was the win of the day. That was the race of the day. And this horse ran, sorry, third to him. Was beaten the margin, but had some excuses. But he takes on a horse called Fortune Air. And I do a bit of work for Proven thoroughbreds. Mm-hmm. They're a great team. And this three-year-old filly's unbeaten in two starts. Admittedly, just a lot weaker races than what she faces on Saturday. but The way she pins her ears back, she looks like a good horse when you watch her run. And the time station's pretty good as well. They're both around that sort of $3 mark. That's a bit of a sit and watch race for me. But the bet for me up there, and the price has gone a little bit, is in race seven, go all the way down, Gareth, to number 12, Redwood Shadow. And this is a horse um, that's only had one run north of the border. I think it was with Joey Pride, and it might have even been with um, Price Kent earlier Mm -hmm. in its career. First up here on Saturday off 166 days. First up last campaign was placed in a benchmark 78 at warwick farm this race on saturday is also benchmark 78 but it's up at eagle farm which is typically easier than uh, warwick farm prep before that was also placed at benchmark 72 level at warwick farm both on heavy tracks and there's a bit of rain forecast up there i think it's a bit of a silly price even still around that 12 dollars mark now Uh, it'll probably be back in the run and it'll need a little bit of luck but it's got enough ability to compete with this field, looking at uh, the horses here. You've got horses like Emperor and that. who are handy horses. Black on Beauty's pretty good, but is uh, is first up. I just think Redwood Shadow looks an each-way bet special.
0: Love your work, Nicholas. I think our road could be a play. Big Mike's happy with him as well um, in that mm. final event at Flemington or later in that program anyway. We appreciate your help as always. You enjoy Northern New South Wales, and we'll catch up with you next week.
7: Good on you, G. Thanks, brother. Let's head to
0: Rose Hill to catch up with Sean Patterson, one of the very best in the business to get this track update at Rose Hill because there's been a lot of rain in Western Sydney once again. G'day, Sean. Thanks for your time on Giddy Up. Good morning. Um, What are you expecting with the track tomorrow?
8: Yeah, look, we've woken up to a pretty good day again today. We had a nice one yesterday, about 33 degrees. So we're starting this morning on a soft seven. Yeah. Uh, we've seen some nice improvement over the last 24 hours where we did get about 50 mil overnight. So... Look, soft seven this morning. Um, It's tracking really nicely. We've had a gallop. They thought it was probably that seven to a six. So, another good day. We can see more improvement.
0: All right, then. So, the rail's out, what? um, we got the rail out three metres, is it, tomorrow? We
8: got three metres from true last week.
0: Yeah.
8: Just getting off that little bit of wear and tear on the turn. They didn't touch it too badly. Obviously, it was a good track and it played quite fast. But, um, look at that. Out three meters and a fresh cut of grass and it's uh, looking like a treat.
0: So wind conditions tomorrow? Yeah, look, so far not playing too much. Um,
8: That's probably been the one thing. It's been quite hot and humid, but not too much breeze around. So uh, with the three meter rail, we expect to play quite fair, um, but we'll keep an eye on these winds and everything and see how that might impact.
0: Good on you, Sean. Thanks for that update. Thank you. Great to catch up with Sean Patterson with that all-important Rose Hill track update. So it looks like we would probably be on a good track there tomorrow despite the rain in the early part of the week. Dean Watling from DeanWatling.com to help us back a few winners at Rose Hill straight after this. This is Giddy Up, thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Visit GamblingHelpOnline.org.au. Racing at Rose Hill on a Saturday afternoon. Sean Patterson reporting today, the track curated there at Rose Hill, that we're probably going to get a good track after all the rain. Dino, hello to you. Is that what you're expecting?
9: Yeah, good morning, Gareth, and good morning to all the listeners. I definitely do. I think it's a beautiful day down in Sydney today. A little bit of wind around as well, which we know helps. And and I think uh, I tend to see when we get a good amount of rain, the track obviously downgrades pretty quickly. And I think sometimes we overreact a little bit and it can quickly get back into that good range um, with a couple of nice drying days. So, yeah, I think Sean Patterson's on the money. He knows better than most. So, hopefully, a soft five, good four, and we should have a perfect playing surface there, Roseville, on Saturday.
0: How do we make some money? It's a
9: tricky meeting. I tell you what, it's a little bit of a uh, sort of a come down compared to last week. Magic millions, we had two beautiful meetings um, around the grounds. Um, But we still need to make a little bit of money. Um, I think the best bet of the day for me is race seven, number seven, powerful peg. Good to see some strong market support. We touched on this uh, yesterday in the weekend preview. Just love the profile. Chris Leeds is a terrific trainer and the stable flying at the moment. So that's a key... Um, attribute for me to follow in his off-season. This horse was terrific first start, ran second to Contemporary, who we all know and have a a good line on. And this horse has a career peak over the road to a 1,400-metre set-up. That's another big tick. And Gate 6 should just camp outside of the main danger, which is the Nasta for the Mar and Houston's camps. I think Powerful Peg, best bet of the day. And I think it should start Favourite Gap. It's close enough to Favourite now. It might even be Favourite on about 3.65. Um, But I think by race time tomorrow, Powerful Peg should start around that $3 mark.
0: Alright, then anything else for us, Dino?
9: Yeah, we're going to have a two-bet play in the last. Yes. Uh, I think we can get the cash here. I think stone uh, race 10, number four, um, looks really well placed here. There's a lack of speed in the last. I think his horse is peaking third up, comes down from Queensland. Can probably settle that touch closer with J-Mac in the saddle. I think he's knocking on the door for the win. I think the main danger is um, the stable mate, the eight, Infinitive. Obviously, first up of 400 days. That's somewhat of a concern, but I love uh, backing Chris Wallace stay as fresh over sort of that fourteen to 1,500-meter trip. He often gets them to sprint well, and looking at that horse's trials, Gareth, it's really taken my eye, this four-year-old mare by hellbent. So I'm happy enough to have a two-bet play in the last, uh, the four center stone, and the stable mate, the eight, infinitive.
0: Exciting stuff, Dina, and we'll get some of our listeners to take you on. All they need to do is get on SEN Talk and uh, update your SEN app. Go to giddy up with Gareth Hall. You push the talk button. You record your message. You might have a winner. I'd love for someone to take you on Dino this week with a winner at Me, Rose Daniel. Hill. Yep, and away we go. And um, yeah, so it's a it's a great new device that we've got here on SEN Track now. So take on Dino with a couple of. If you have got a winner for a uh, winner for us at Rose Hill, um, send us a message or record that message and send it through.
9: We might be have to be a little bit careful, guys If we start to get a couple of listeners chiming in and uh, tipping the house yes. down, uh, me myself, Gary, Mitchy Lewis we might be in a little bit of trouble. So, um, hundred percent, you will.
0: Of, I'm, a you know bit of what? Pressure. If 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 someone comes on and does better than you guys, I'm. It's a it's a results game. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to make a tough decision. So yeah, record yeah, your message. Do, right? If you're tipping winners <laughs> each each and every week. Um, well, you've got no other choice but, Dino, you know, to have that tough conversation. That's just life. But you've been in sport all your life, so um, it'll it'll make you better anyway. We'll ask what
9: do they say, rocks or diamonds
0: when <laughs> you get put under pressure, Gareth? Yep. Hopefully on the diamond. Yeah, no one's got deanwatling.com. Yeah, yeah, pressure, <laughs> pressure makes diamonds. You've completely stuffed that up. But anyway, <laughs> deanwatling.com, we appreciate your time. <laughs> The Golden Grey Summer Carnival has arrived at Albion Park with the dogs on a Thursday night. Chris Nelson, he's been on fire. He probably could take on Mitchell Bay and tips and winners at Albion Park as well. Hello to you, Chris Oak.
3: Good morning, Gareth. Uh, I'm more disappointed I won't be there on Thursday morning to have a hit. I would have loved to have been involved in that.
0: Well, you can still come. We'll organise it. I never got invited. Well, I've just invited you. Um, So. I'll make sure that you get an invite. There's no doubt about that. You're the star of the show here on SEN Track. Oh,
3: definitely. You, no doubt about that.
0: You can take, T- like, Taze can't play. So he can't, he's obviously with his injuries and all that through his, um, his illustrious career as a the, jock. Yeah, he can he, drive the drinks car. Yeah, that's what he'll be doing. But he's up and about, Taze, because he's so happy with Albion Park um, Harness Racing Club. They were great supporters of us here on Giddy Up and yes. SEN Track. They've named a race after him.
3: I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Looking for looking for a tip.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So he'd be all over Albert. That's the best promotion Albert Park can get because tags would be like, if it's it's all about him. He's a man that dominates self interest, and he is up and about that he's got this harness race named after him, the Taggart. It's called <laughs> the Taggart. Um, and I was looking through the field the other day, Brittany Graham, and he, and he thought it was on Tuesday night. In fact, it's on Tuesday afternoon. I had to, I had to explain to him, and he we were just going through. Um, the, the it's a shame he
3: couldn't be there on track, Gareth. Really. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. And I reckon he'd be a great little harness racing driver as well. Oh, um, Old English could be an omen bet for him because um, he does struggle with the English language. Just one good one. Um, baby Ginny, my secret beach. He's never been to a beach. Crime time is probably <laughs> – crime time after his Ooh. time in Mauritius probably would be the omen bet. Um, Western Action. <laughs> Rock and roll to Gamma. So I don't know. Brittany Graham. There's a few there. Yeah, crime time looks pretty hard to beat, she said. So that's probably that's probably the bet for us there in race two, the tag at pace. Um, so he's up and about the captain. Anyway, we dissect. We'll move back to yep. what we're meant to be talking about, and that is racing tomorrow at Eagle Farm. How do you expect that track to play?
3: I think it'll play pretty fair. We just need to keep an eye on the, what the weather does again tonight. Now, we had a fair bit of rain come through uh, yesterday afternoon and yeah. evening, Eagle Farm. Eagle Farm only got eight and a half mils, which was good, and the track has stayed a soft five. Uh, we've got a couple of tracks up here now with the Gold Coast and Eagle Farm. It just drained so well. Uh, it's a big help. So we'll see what the weather does tonight. They're tipping anywhere between four and 15 mils yeah. maybe later, but that could mean anything. So we'll see what happens in the morning. But as it is, race three, number one, Bold Comic, uh, for Garnett Taylor on the Sunshine Coast, and Apprentice Jasper Franklin, I think, can run a good race tomorrow. Uh, He's only lightly raced. He's had seven goes for three wins and two seconds. Now, his fifth in the gold edition, I thought, was very good behind a bounding. He got back in the field there, but he was making up some really good ground, and he was held up in the straight. We know that form line is strong with a bounding, of course, winning last Saturday. So, Bold Comic, I think will run a really good race. Race three, number one, and importantly... Uh, his three starts on soft ground have been for two wins and a second. So he's probably better on the soft ground than he is on the good. So a bit of rain won't harm his chances. Race number four, uh, first of the Tony Goldman horses that I'm tipping, and that is number three, Blue Spinel. Uh, she's a good man. Now, originally, I had her pegged as a bit of weak at the end of her races, but she certainly proved me wrong last prep. She was quite strong. She had five goes with three wins. The worst she finished was four. Uh, she's trialled up very nicely. and Jones will take the ride tomorrow and she'll jump from a good gate. So I don't see her up in the first couple, but she won't be too far away and you know she's going to finish off strongly. So Blue Spinell, uh, each way, definitely each way, race four, number three. And the good thing of the day, I don't know if we'll get any black figures. I certainly hope we do. And it is Freedom Rally, race 10, number nine. Very promising type from the Tony Golland stable. I mean, look at his last run, Gareth. He split Tamerlane and Zeus style in the yes. buffering. And here he is going back to a restricted race. Uh, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. 1,600 metres is a box he hasn't ticked as yet. But judging on that 1,400 metre win at Eagle Farm 2 back, it won't be a problem. And he'll sit nice and handy for Ben Thompson from the Good Alley. And he has placed on soft ground. And that was last start, of course, in that buffering. So he looks the best bet of the day. We need to be patient. And hopefully, we'll get a price.
0: So race three, number one, race four, number three, race 10, number nine.
3: They're the three for me
0: tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Go and get him, Chris. So we'll catch up with you tomorrow morning with the odds couple. Looking forward to that. Yep, me too. Thanks, Gareth. Thanks, Have a great Chris, day. Hey? We're just talking before the break. We've got King going around at Flemington tomorrow and she looks tough to beat in race number five. And all of the the judges on Giddy Up anyway are tipping her as one of the better bets on the program. But as Nick Ashburn pointed out, she's had a few chances, Kin. So I just asking the question before, what's the one horse that you continue to give an opportunity for? And that horse continues to suck you in and continues to disappoint you. Kettle Hill's one of those, but he did win the other day, Kettle Hill, at Mooney Valley. Riley Morgan joins us, the whiz kid from the West. G'day, Riley. Good morning to you, mate.
10: day, Gareth. Good morning.
0: How are you? Have you got a frustrating horse that continues to suck you in? I'm just trying to think of one in WA who used to do that to me. Oh, there is one that used to do that to me. Um, Ashley Maley trained it. Um, oh, What's its name? It'll come to me it, it used it, it was like it would run in better races and drop back in class and travel on the bit and still get beat. Um, and it was he did a pretty good job with it. I'll think about it. um it'll come to me in just a moment. I used to have this debate with Terry Layton about him all the time. Um, i hate I hate when that happens, especially when you're on live radio. I'm um, taking away anyway yeah, with your specials at Ascot tomorrow.
10: Okay, no worries there, guys. A couple of best bets for me on the program, the first of those being race three, number three, the ladies of VAMP. She's really turned a corner. This preparation, this sprinter, and she, she's gone from being a hard horse to catch to, to putting two wins in a line to, to start the preparation. And the sort of horse she is, she's a 1,000-metre a horse with a real push-button, short, sharp, burst of acceleration. So I think if she gets a split when she needs it tomorrow under William Pike, he absolutely suits that kind of horse down to the horse down to the ground. So I think she'll be very hard to beat. Race three, number three, the ladies' event tomorrow, and I think your banker on the program's race five, number five, Captain Pluto. It looks his race there. Tomorrow, after going very close last start, really charged home from a long way off them, and from barrier one, is going to have Tactical field advantage on I Love Your Smile. He just couldn't pick up in the shadows of the post there. Last Star gets a kilo and a half on that Galloper and William Pluck rides that spot in those staying races so well. Three back, defence or leaders back if he can hold up in that position as well. So I think they look your two best bets for me on the program there, Gareth. And a couple of value players I'm happy to have as well. Race four, number one, beads. This horse for Steve Wolf just continues to win races and continues to go around at big prices and I guess the sticking point tomorrow is probably the apprentice jockey, but he was a winner first up last preparation in this grade with a kilo more than he carries here after Braden Garth's claim. So I think that's great placement considering the run that that this horse will look to get from Barrier 5 there tomorrow. $10 is an easy bet for me there in that race and also a bit later on the program I really like to I'm really happy to have this play race 8 I'm backing a couple of double figures number 15 Odinaka speaking of Terry Layton he's got a share in this one Gareth and number 11 All My Money as well for Adam Durant they're both horses that are going really well and in a wide open contest Odenaka comes back from 3 year old races and drops 4 kilos at the weights and It was a, he comes through a 1400 meter contest. They just went really slow. He got a long way back, but I love the way he hit the line late at the 1400 meters. I think he's looking for a mile and as a natural get back type, this looks so right a race that could turn into a three-deep cover blending into its sort of setup because it does look quite messy on paper. So happy to be with Odinaka and, and All My Money as well for Adam Durant. This horse's last start effort at Bunbury was massive. And I think if Jason Whiting can get a split when he needs it, she's going to need some luck, she'll be back there on the fence. But if they do fan and he can get her through and into clear galloping room, the way she's savaging the line at the moment, she's absolutely flying. So more than happy to back both of those in race eight. Number 15, Odinaka. And number 11, All My Money.
0: Love your work, Riley. There's been a host of text messages coming through, Gareth, trying to remember that Ashmaley horse that I used to give it to all the time, and it's not Never Sober, and it's definitely not Sluice Boxer. It could have been close to that category, but it's not Sluice Boxer. So,
10: oh, I reckon I've got it, Gareth. Yes. Was it
0: All all Day Session? All Day Sessions, 110%. It used to yes. tease everybody all the time, and everyone would back it. <laughs> And it ran a a pretty handy race one day. And I said to Terry, oh, you can have any price you want with mine. And, um, it ran third and it should have won. And when it should have, like, it's been unlucky on a few occasions. Um, and it gets beat, it gets held up. And then when it has every opportunity, it pulls too hard and, and doesn't get the job done. Yeah. All day sessions. Well done. You win the price. Thanks for yeah, that, There mate. we go.
10: No, I've, I've certainly been sucked into uh, all-day session on more than one occasion as well, Gareth, so I'm certainly in that camp too.
0: Now tell me, what's the best two-year-old at the moment in WA ahead of the Magic Millions?
10: Oh, it's a, it's a tricky one. The, the best one we've seen at the races today, Gareth, would certainly be Golden Vale uh, for yes. Simon Miller uh, for mine. I think that looks a, a really nice, horse in the making. But one we saw at the trials uh, a little bit earlier this week, Gareth, that actually beat home Golden Vale in that 950 metre heat. was a horse by the name of Glasgow Lass,
8: Mitch Pateman
10: Trains. And this horse, what we've seen at the 400 metre jump outs and also at the trials a bit earlier this week, looks a very, she looks a very, very smart filly as well. So looking forward to seeing those two hopefully do battle uh, at some stage over the coming months.
0: Good on you, mate. Thanks for that. We appreciate your insights as always, Riley. Have a good day.
10: Beautiful, Gareth. Good to catch up.
0: There's Riley Morgan. The horse that sucked me in over the last couple of years is Hinge, yes. she's very good, Hinge, and she's been a great mare for Chris Waller and Brace uh, Sikulsky, um and his team, but um, she can be frustrating. Bet on the nose, it runs a place, but each way she runs fourth. That's from Swanee. Andy Gatt joins us. G'day, Andy. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Now, I, there's probably been a few horses from your stable that's frustrated me over the years. I'm just trying to think of one. Um, you would have one for us. that would tease me each and every day. Surely. Oh, yeah, no, I,
11: you call me on the hop too early for me to be thinking
0: about that. (laughs) Yeah. The horse that continues around third or seconds. Um, catch a wave's not one of those, but he's a very good horse. Um, and he's of course the miracle mile winner of last year. And he goes around first up in a Ballarat pacing cup. Um, is he fit enough to win first up and do some work and um, hopefully he gets to the front? But are you confident? Geez, he's nice and short for a Ballarat Cup.
11: Yeah, yeah, he's gifted. I think he's out to about $2 now. So um, he would probably open up a little bit too short. Um, he's not quick enough to cross him. There's a lot of speed inside him. So, um, you know, we'll rely on someone to hand up to him for him to get the lead. And I'm not sure that's going to be the case. Um, beyond the light, one wanted to hold him out and for him five-year-old championship. Can Poliva believe to hold up in the Shepparton Cup? So every um, chance is not finding the top. So um, you know it's going to be a little bit tricky.
0: It's interesting to see, like how they drive beyond delight. Well, I don't know what they were thinking in a Bendigo Cup when they went all the way back to last. So you would imagine then if they're thinking that if they have to drive him with this, if they have to drive him conservatively, then they would probably hand up maybe to one of your horses. But the way that um, the way that Robbie Morris's horse went there in the Sheppard and Cup after um, blasting off the gate, Kenita Pilev- Um It was too big of a price for mine, 21 into 11. It could be the leader for mine, Andy.
11: Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, again, and no sprint lane being there. So um,
0: yeah,
11: probably people probably have in the back of their mind they are probably better off holding the lead. So, um, yeah. So I'm not sure how we're going to map. Um, you know, Kate, will probably had your bets a little bit early and sort of come down and see what sort of happens. But, yeah. Um, if he is stuck in the it, you know it's going to be pretty difficult to win because um, we know that the longer the races get, the harder it is that's the worst spot to be in. So, um, yeah, it's going. To, yeah, he's in great order, so expect expecting to run really well, whether he wins or not. It's going to depend on what type of run he gets in transit.
0: He's a funny old horse. I, I, I can't work him out just yet because I, I've seen him dominate up front and what he did in a miracle mile. I think he's a better horse over a mile, 2,200 metres. I don't know if I'm right in saying that. And But I think he's a like a deadly horse off a sit. That, that race he won on Hunter Cup 9 over the 1,200 metres, I still think that's one of his better runs. They don't do what he did over 1,200 metres and circle the field like he did that day. I know it was in a lesser class of race, but he, there was still some handy horses there. And then I still don't think in my time covering any code that I've seen a bigger run than what he produced there in that Victoria Cup. When yeah, he came off doubt. the pace...
11: Yeah, even um, though know, he's won majority of his races in front of American Isle. We generally think he's better following these days. Even in the trial on Monday night, he's had three fans and was able to run past Smackdown and Cypher and then really fast last quarter. So he does, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the way going forward that he'd be driven most times. But, you know, Ballarat, do you go all the way back to last in a, in a full field and sort of take away any winning hope? Um, Yeah, it's a little bit tricky. Um, it, It's a hard track to come from behind. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, and he follows the type of horse, too. The better class field, the better he performed. So, um, yeah. So, no, really happy the way he's come back. He's in great order, so expecting to run well, but just not sure how he's going to map at this stage go.
0: All right, then. So he's got the Hunter Cup and then the Miracle Mile. Is that the path that he'll follow?
11: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, obviously, the Miracle Mile is his main target. And I probably agree with you, too. I think the mile racing up to 2,200 is probably his ideal distance, uh, you know. I'm not saying he can't win over long distance, but he probably needs you know a few things to go his way. So um, you know the Merkel Mole's obviously
0: his main target. I'm just asking for a friend. i um, it just come to the front of my mind. <laughs> have you got? Would you be interested in going to New Zealand for the race?
11: Well, I've enough. i been asked this question a few times this week, and um, no one's shown any interest in him. So um,
0: hey, no, hey Andy, Andy, <laughs> we'll have to have a quick phone call. Um. I'll give you a call straight after this. He'd be okay. he'd be a perfect horse, wouldn't he?
11: Oh, I think so. Yeah, no, I think um, yep.
0: you know, you
11: know, it's quite an easy place for us to get to, actually, the North Island. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't go to
0: Perth with him for the Nullerball, but I, yeah, obviously the
11: race in New Zealand definitely.
0: All right then. Um, I'll talk to you after the show. hutchie has been on my back, and um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just come. Yeah, there you go. That's. We'll get that deal done then today. We'll appreciate that. Um, any winners on this weekend? Um, I think Coral oh, Valley
11: Star has been going really yep. well and dropped down in classroom and chance leading. I think he's probably my best winning chance on Saturday night and obviously catch a wave and Sandy's in a winnable race as well. So they're
0: probably my three main hopes. Good on you, Andy. Keep on dominating. Look forward to seeing okay. you in New Zealand. There's Andy okay. Gaff there. Darren Carroll joins us. G'day, Daz. Morning,
12: Gareth. Yeah, wasting my time getting me on. Um, Andy's uh, summed everything up perfectly. I would have thought.
0: Catch a wave will start $354 for mine. Yeah, I was just chatting to Brett this morning on, on our drive back to Melbourne and
12: we're talking about, yeah, we think at least
0: $3. Um, um,
12: and we think it's a very open race and probably have six winning chances, um, all depending on the map. Serge Blanco is a massive scratching um, because it takes a bit more of the speed out of the front and. You know, I was concerned at one stage that Beyond Delight, you know, might even be three-fence, but now he probably gets a perfect run. Yet I thought he was a bit short in the earlier market, but now he's probably... You'd think the likely map is Karina Pavolina will work to the front from Beyond Delight because if they wanted to be aggressive on Beyond Delight, then why weren't they last time? So I think they'd probably be happy to cop leaders back, which would then mean that Catcher Waves having to do... Some work and then it depends on who comes around, and who and who are the enforcers, Gareth. And we probably look at it and go, well, maybe Hurricane harley comes around and gives Matt Dane, um to take the death from it and that puts Catchaway three back in the running line. Um but it doesn't look like a high pressure race to me.
0: No, I think Robbie Morris's horse will lead. And I think you can back yeah, it with winner. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe yeah. they bet twenty one dollars. Um Dee Moran drives Ballarat I think is a harder track to make up ground, no sprint lane, I think he's a big chance. And, um, if he goes like he did last week, I think he nearly wins. So he yeah, goes close. Pressure, yeah.
12: Very high pressure race. Um, you know, usually a spot comes up the fence, in um, a race of this standard. So I'm not that overly concerned about no sprint lane, but yeah, I'm with you. I think, uh, it's the each way value. Um, you know, on the, in the number one fan club for Catch a Wave, but there's a bit against it this time, and yeah. um, that doesn't mean to say that he's not a very good horse, but it, he just doesn't map first up that well for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm um, with you. I think each way, Karina Poblina, you know, and the other one I think is good odds and might even get a bit further out is Mac Dan. I mean, if you go and have a look at that Melton trial, Mac was still very good and uh, very soft on the line, and he's just proven it this class as well. And um, But again, it's going to be hard from that draw, and... If you're looking to back one of value, I think you're correct on the mark. Uh, Karina
0: Provolina is the one uh, at each way. Horses that we should be backing tomorrow night at Ballarat with your best, mate?
12: Um, well, AP, gas summed it up. I think uh, I really like valley Star. I mean, he was outstanding in the Bendigo and Sheppard and Cups off terrible barriers, but his sectionals were outstanding. Um, it's a six-horse field now with a scratching of platinum stride. So, um, I think he finds the front, and yes, so what's going good, but can say what reel off um, amazing sectionals to beat Carabelli Star, I doubt it. So I think um really good bet Coravelli Star and it's short, so it, it does make it hard. Um I think it's probably gonna be about dollar seventy five, but I think the way they go is to, to moldy that up with just the leaves. Just leave's a dollar fifty.
0: Yeah.
12: I think it's like a winks, seriously. I mean it yeah. should be a dollar twenty.
0: Okay. Uh,
12: I know the international horse is there, but I just think just leaves an absolute good thing.
0: That'll do us. Hey, did you bog your mum's car yesterday?
9: <laughs>
12: was it me. It was Unbelievable.
0: Darren Carroll. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were townies, um, Gareth. So, In uh, Meninga take
12: Brett didn't quite know the, uh, <laughs> the back roads of Meninga thing, And uh, yeah, he got, got mum's car into all sorts of strife. Poor so. old Billy had
0: to go and pick you up at Country Boys Bogging Yourself. I thought you would know the land <laughs> better than that. Good on you, mate. Yeah, we should. See you, mate. you saved Bye. a couple of drivers getting some bakes after some of their drives last night because of that story. So well done to Brett. Thanks, mate. See you, mate. Welcome back to Get Up, Gareth. All we see this is Friday morning, Wentworth Park. The lad breaks, the thunder tomorrow night. Three massive Group 1s. It doesn't get any better for us racing fans. And the man to help us back the winner there at Wentworth Park is Simon Orchard. Morning, Simon.
13: Morning, G. Very exciting, mate. You mentioned the triple treated Group 1s. Also, the Group 2 Summer Distance Plate, mate any big races tomorrow night at
0: Wentie. take it away with your best bets mate
13: yeah look if we head to the paws of thunder race eight on the card i still like idolize gee i just think she's got such good early burn and we know get that in the front uh in these big races you can certainly pinch it idolize i spoke to pete prosciutto after the heat win she went 530 uh, 529 sorry to the first mark which is absolutely airborne and we talked about that Melbourne Cup. Gee, thought there was a stage there where he was starting to celebrate and she just got run down in the shadows of the post. So I think she can get out in front of this field and provided it's not Dutch Right or maybe Nangar Larry in one and two, right on her heels, I think she can maybe get away with it. Look, if Dutch Riot was right on her hammer going down the back. He's the one that I'd want to be on. Of course, a, a um, progeny of Blue Sky Rising who is a... Um, who was a lit sister at mystic ride who won a million dollar chase. It's going to be a hell of a race. I like Nango Larry as well. Ryan Pappenhausen, and the NRL star involved in the unship of this dog. He's just been improving week after week, 29.66, 6, down to 29.53 in the heats, And the way he chased from box eight last week was really something to behold. There's a few fairy tale stories as well, G. Tour Commander, the first group one final for Andrew Rowe. He'll have a smile ear to ear. Probably can't win, going to need a lot of luck. And then you've got my headburn out wide. We spoke yes. to... Um, the handler for my Hepburn last week, a young girl by the name of Tani. She started, uh, yeah, welling up in tears, mate. Such as how much this means for her. She's only 17 years old. Hopefully, she leads my Hepburn out tomorrow for Sue Smith. She's done a hell of a work with her uncle Jade Murray, and I think my Hepburn will show some early speed as well. But I like Idle, I right race eight, number four, about 4:40. Bet three six five at the moment. If you want to have a play on the pituitary, get laid early, I've been on her all week. She flew early, five three three to the first mark in the Finn Kennel. We know they can get these dogs up and going. Her mum, Poco Dorado, uh, went around in the paturity about four or five years ago. So it would be a nice story if get played early, can get up in the paturity. And then the Derby, I love good odds Cobber. I think he's Arguably the best dog in the state at the moment, twenty nine three three, Absolutely scorched around Wenty Park last week in the heat. He comes off that Gosford Cup victory. Frankie Hurst has got a spring in his step at about 75 years of age. He's absolutely loving life at the moment with this dog, and he's a real star. I still like history's coming as the value. I think it's coming from about 10 bucks to around $7 I saw uh, yesterday. So that's for Darby, good odds, And If you want to have a play... In that summer distance yeah. plate, I think zipping Orlando could be the value on the card. Six it. bucks you're getting. He flew to the front in the heats, and I think he can be stronger this week, mate.
0: I tell you what, bring on tomorrow night at Winnie Park. Good on you, Simon. You've tipped half the card to us there and we'll get the job done. I'm cheer- <laughs> idolise the super mama Greyhound Racing. There's no better story. Um so hopefully she can get the job done for me anyway. Good on you, mate. Give her strength. Uh-huh. The Ladbroke's pulls of thunder tomorrow night at Wentworth Park. It's Greyhound Racing supercharged. It's not just the pulls of thunder. You've got the Derby as well. And what a race that promises to be tomorrow night under lights at the best venue in Greyhound racing in the country. Clearly Wentworth Park. And you also got the national Futurity final. The deputy CEO of Racing New- Greyhound Racing New South Wales is Wayne Billet, a great friend of ours here on Giddy Up. And he joins us now. Wayne, hello to you, mate. Um, What a night. Unbelievable. Great fields yeah. and so many great stories as well.
4: Yeah, Um Good morning, Gareth, and Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. Um, yeah, what a cracking way to kick off 2024. Uh, you know, three Group 1s, a Group 2, and a listed race. Uh, and the cream has certainly reached the top of the pile with all these dogs. And you're right, the stories amongst the people uh, is fantastic, All different from all different parts of the country. Um, and, you know, tomorrow night just promises to be uh, an absolutely excellent night of greyhound racing.
0: We had a chat and we had a few text messages come through the other day. Um it is such a great night, and everywhere you look, there, there is um, in each and every race, there's, there's something to, to look forward to, especially in the, the Group 1s, the group and there's a Group 2, of course, the Collinson Final, we've got the Distance Plate Final as well, um, so there's um, terrific racing. But when you have a look at the three Group 1s, is there a case where you think, well, maybe um, you could spread them out or is it just difficult to place these group ones in such a busy schedule and a busy calendar? Uh,
4: you know what, Gareth, it's, it's it's a bit of a contentious topic at the moment, as you know, um, because basically there's all sorts of varied views about the placement of where they are and where they're at. Um, and obviously the Derby and Futurity are age classics. Yes. Um, so, so they fall in, they fall in, in nice – in our view, they fall nicely into where they fit the course of that age classic and it's really important that dogs of a certain age they only get a couple of events that they can compete in against dogs of their own age so from our point of view uh we feel that they're that they're well placed yeah. um obviously the pause is. Uh, There's been discussion about the pause and number of dogs. uh, And back to your point, the group racing is just saturated across the state now. um, And we've seen it over the last five years. It's just evolved exponentially. So I don't think it's just the New South Wales fix, Gareth. It's probably an overall um, group racing um, review, if that makes sense, just to to ensure that that people, uh, you know, dogs have the right opportunities and place them. But I mean, if you look at the other side of it, um, the cream has certainly risen to the top for the pause on um, tomorrow night. It's an absolutely outstanding field. So from that point of view, the crop, the, the quantity might not have been there initially, but the quality is also uh, is very is very good. So there's there's those sorts of arguments. Um, but I think it's you know really it's a bit of a more national approach um, rather than just sort of looking at one jurisdiction.
0: And what about tomorrow night, mate? So Wentworth Park, um, three Group Ones, and it's a Terrific time of the year. Hopefully the weather's okay, but there's plenty of entertainment on and off the track. Yes, there is. It's usual the usual
4: um, um, stuff that we have for all the family and all, all the people that are there, plenty to do at winter. You know, the gates open around uh, first race to 6.14. so nice early start. And, and, and at this stage, the weatherman's going to be kind and say that the weather's going to be perfect. So hopefully um, that sort of fits in well with a nice uh, afternoon, that afternoon setting time slot. So, yeah, we're, we're expecting um, a, a good crowd. Uh, we're expecting, as always, as you say, Wetwood Park's our home of all, all of our feature, most of our feature racing, and it's a great venue to get to and watch, and, and you know, great to see people getting around to be able to earn some decent prize money.
0: Yeah, and, um, um, and there is so much money in um, Greyhound Racing, the prize money, especially if you've got a, a good dog. Um, It can be life-changing, and there'll be life-changing moments tomorrow night. There's no doubt about that, and Idolize is my, one of my favourites, uh, when you think about her story, how she had a litter yeah. of pups, pups. Um, yep. and now she made a Melbourne Cup final, she led for a long way there and she could win now yep. a, a pause yep. of Thunder. What an extraordinary, what an extraordinary athlete. Yeah, what, what a great story
4: and what a yeah. great effort also by the, by the, by the, by the owners and trainers to get it yeah. to this point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So obviously she's absolutely out of the box type of a greyhound, but to be able to, to do that, to have a litter of pups uh, and then to be able to come back and race and compete at the highest level and be more than super competitive. I mean, she's a great chance, isn't she, um, tomorrow night in, in that final. So that in itself is just full testament to the way that uh, Peter has you know um, produced the dog and, and looked after through her career.
0: Good on you, Wayne. Great stuff. Always great to catch up with you, mate. And we appreciate your time as always and enjoy tomorrow night.
4: Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
0: There's Wayne Billett, the Deputy CEO there of Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Cobart on Sunday and the Gallops Bear Robertson He's been on fire. People are texting him. We've got to get him on every day. Unfortunately, there's only a couple of meetings a week in Tassie. Hello to you, Bear.
14: My mum must be texting in, Gareth.
0: No, yeah, there's. I, I've got your mum's number. It's definitely not your mum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about your specials, Bear, this Sunday?
14: Well, there's, a, there's actually some fixed dogs, uh markets out for a few of the feature races, so we'll probably touch on them really quickly. I thought uh, the two-year-old from the Hay Stable from Melbourne,
7: the old...
0: Uh,
14: Vivarchi, I think it's yeah, pronounced.
0: That's, that's well um, done.
14: <laughs> it's opened up about two dollars. It's blown out to about two thirty because they've smashed GG's mistruth. But I just love the win of the two-year-old from the Hay Stable at its first start, and I reckon it's going to be really, really hard to beat on Sunday. So I reckon of the fixed odds markets, that's my best of the day at the moment. Yep. There's a couple of other fixed odds markets out. Um, summer cup i reckon traveling jiggle are about 13 dollars will improve it was good first up in the weight parade stakes race and once it gets out past 2000 meters it runs a really good race and it's about 13 so you can back at each way yes Race nine number seven and the thousand guineas markets out as well i think um wings of songs clearly the one to beat it was dominant in the boys uh, version of the event a couple of weeks ago, but I think Ella Dolce Dul- from the John Keyes stable, David Perez, I reckon there's yeah. not much speed in this race. I think it might sort of land in the first three or four, and I reckon you can nearly back it to run a place at about $3.50. All right,
0: then. Johnny Keyes has been going okay of late. So what would you... So if you got a $100 staking plan, what would you do?
14: Uh, we'll, have, we'll have 60 on the Hayes boys to cover our stake for the day, basically. And then I'd have ten dollars each way travelling Gigolo and twenty dollars a place on Ella Dolce.
0: Love your work, brother. Um,
14: and he, oh, mate,
0: you geez, you're in fine form as well.
14: Yeah, we're going well. So yep. yeah, hopefully it continues over the summer carnival.
0: Um, good luck, mate. Thanks for your time, as always.
14: Thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: Always great to catch up with Bear Robertson.
7: The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. ozequipment.com
0: Oz Equipment Rentals. Look them up at ozequipment.com and the mighty Ultima Hotel in the heart of the Mallee. Shane Bennett just texting through. He's up and about today, Benno. And I think they've got um, Yabby Races next Friday. And yep, and he's off to the King Island Cup. So we wish everybody um, the best of luck um, down there in King Island with Benno and um, his mate Stevie heading down there. But Yabby races next Friday at the Alderman Hotel. Make sure you get there if you're around the Mallee region. Now, Cranbourne tonight, race five number three, Huesca, and race seven number two, Deal Blaster. So race five number three, race seven number two. At Geelong, Mitch Lewis likes race five number four, Sailor's Book. And uh, Capulet, race eight, number eight. So Geelong, race five, number four, race eight, number eight. At Canterbury, Dean Watling tonight likes race three, number two. Ground Rush, race three, number two. And then Love Row, race five, number nine. So th- race three, number two, race five, number nine. Luke Hovinessi in at Cranbourne likes race two, number five. Um, and that is set to be. So race two, number five. And race seven, number eight, gold card. So race seven, number eight. And at Maroochydore today, Luke Hovinessian likes race two, number two, and race four, number three. Race two, number two, race four, number three. Garrett's horse and hound full of your equine and essentials. Darren Carroll likes race six, number one, Yahoo. Race six, number one, Yahoo. And race ten, number 11, Bubby to base. So that's race ten, number 11. I'm stocking the largest range at the best prices. Visit horseandhound.com.au. And Simon Orchard at Goulburn. Like so race seven, number three, Wild Octane. Um, and that's his best there at Goldburn today. Some tips there from Gloucester Park tonight. Just getting them up as we speak. Good harness card there at Gloucester Park. Um, tonight there, the tips are just coming through. The fixed odds aren't out, would you believe? Um, race three, number one, Stanford. I don't know what price we'll get, but it looks tough to beat and the other best bet there we've got today i think you can have something on celeso matuka formerly trained now was meant to be going over to america spent time with andy gath went to greg sugars and jess tubbs and now it's in perth with nathan turvey i think at its best it'll be beating these these paces there and pat should win the trot race five number two at group three level so they're the best at gloucester park tonight that is Bag of Tips thanks to Oz Equipment Rentals supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries, ozequipment.com and the Ultima Hotel in the heart of the Mallee just down the road from Swan Hill. Swing by for a cold beer. And I forgot just to mention at the Sunshine Coast today, um, there is a tip in race number three. You can back um, horse number three, Duke of Gordon, So and Sir Joe, race four, number three. For Robbie Heathcote and Robbie Dolan there, and uh, Sam Friedman, it's a dollar fifty, but he was keen on a horse that he part owns with a few mates, and that's Wolf Club, race two number five, um, but it's a dollar forty five out to a dollar fifty D Lane ride since in that Australian bloodstock colours there. Looking forward to the Karaka sales. we heading this time next week. We've got Caraca, um race day, the Karaka race day on the Saturday, and then of course. We'll have the, the start of the sales on the Sunday. We're there for the Monday and the Tuesday as well. And uh, Sean Hawkins, who's a co-owner, of course, of Wentwood, joins us on the line now to have a, have a chat about these sales that are coming up and just the success of the New Zealand breeding industry, especially in the recent, in recent in the past couple of years. It's been extraordinary, really. Sean, welcome to Giddy Up. We appreciate your time, mate.
15: Oh, hey Gareth! Thank you for having me on.
0: It's been yeah, un- New Zealand horse. yeah it's been unbelievable, hasn't it? I was having a chat to um, the team there at New Zealand Bloodstock, Andrew Seabrook, yesterday. It's been a 12 months to really remember for New Zealand racing.
15: Oh, they just keep they just keep backing up at every carnival, don't they? It's been it's been sensational for the New Zealand breeders. You know, it's credit to everybody involved in our industry.
0: Have you ever seen a time now like since my time following the game? And I don't think I've ever seen a better buzz or a feel around for New Zealand Racing. I think Entain and the move that happened there has really ignited the industry. And then you have the, the ready-to-run sale that was a success. It seems to be that New Zealand Racing's in a really good spot at the moment. Well, in, a, in one of the better spots it's been for quite some time.
15: Yeah, it's great to see, isn't it? Yeah, I think Entain has given us a massive boost and so is the Auckland Clubs joining and getting some proper prize money back, which um, is starting to see people being able to pay for their horses, which we haven't been able to get a return on Race North in New Zealand for quite a long time. So, no, it is it's encouraging and you hear it. People are interested again and that's nice. You see it a bit more on mainstream New Zealand media, which we haven't seen. And, yeah, it's very exciting.
0: Um, and Wentwood has obviously been one of the the leading farms now for a long time. It was established about nearly um, nearly twenty four years ago. Geez, time flies, doesn't it? It goes quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, a family run business, and you've yeah, yeah. been going about twenty odd years. Yeah. And um, how's your catalogue looking? Looking ahead of uh, the Caracas sales.
15: Oh, I think we've got a we've got a nice draft. You never know until until they go through the ring, but um, I think we've got a nice draft. We've certainly got um, stallions that are performing, um, ones that have had breakout seasons like Artists and Too Darn Hot, and then we've got the old stalwarts like Prozier and Savabile, um the good old New Zealand stallions that are doing a fantastic job as well. So. I think there's something for everyone. We've got about nine first season size and 26 different size across the draft. So <laughs> it's yep. a bit of a range and diversity.
0: And you've been able to produce some pretty handy horses at your farm. Quintess has been flying, but our great mate, Go Molcaster loves your farm. Um, and he does a breeding, um, bloodstock and banner podcast with me each and every um, Wednesday. We usually drop it. He he did it naked the other day, which scared everybody. Luckily, we don't video it. Um, um, (laughs) And he found Kermadec and Colding at your farm.
15: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He's had a lot of success off our farm, and they're not the only ones either. He bought Sacred Elixir. Yes. Um, He was was part buyer and Sacred Elixir, Kermadec, Colding, and Manzois, although went through the. the Beamer draft at Magics he managed to find that too. And we only did that because it was a COVID. COVID year. It was born and raised on the farm.
0: So yeah, he's
15: brought four Group yeah. 1 winners from us, which is phenomenal.
0: It is, isn't it? And and usually yeah. when you've got the best here, like many say he's the best bloodstock agent in the game, or one of them anyway, but he always tells us that, Gareth, you've got to go back to the farms that produce winners because that's half the battle, basically. And when you've got a proven track record like yourself, it it does help your cause a little bit because it saves it can save you a little bit of time if you're a bloodstock agent. If you go to the the farms that have proven the, the test of time.
15: Yeah, well, hopefully we just try to do our best, and um, yeah, and luckily they have performed on the racetrack. So yeah, yeah I think all all New Zealand. Yeah, I think there's 18 individual Group One winners sold since Caraca, uh have performed since Karaka last year. I think the last 12 months. So yeah, the New Zealand the New Zealand breeders are doing a phenomenal job. <laughs>
0: Have you found us another Quintessa if we're looking to buy a lot? Because um, God doesn't give us give us gives too much away, really. He just says that, well, he, we, he did help us purchase a horse for the Giddy Up Sydney kit um, um, at the Ready to Run sale. So we're excited about that. But do you have one for us that you're really excited about at the Caracas sales coming up?
15: I've got two two personal favourites. Um, I love two. Darn, there's a two darn hot yeah. filly. I've actually just mentioned both the size, but they're probably because they're foremost in my brain. There's a two darn hot filly that I just think's magnificent. She's got all her angles, and she looks like she'll be fast. Yeah. And then um, a Prosear colt that um, a Prosear colt that's been a beauty from day one. He's just got a way about him. And I guess the other. The other really nice colt out of our group one when a valley girl was a horse by the autumn sun and he's just got the deepest girth that I've seen. It just looks as though he'd be fast too. So there's very three there that are, yeah, are I think hopefully will go on.
0: Sounds good, mate. Well, I'm looking forward to catching up with you guys in New Zealand next week and um, I think everybody's excited. We're at the Magic Millions last week and everybody was talking about I think everyone is excited about getting back to Karaka to Ellisley for that race day and that, Starts off that week beautifully. Um, Well, the end of, end of the week into the start of the news week, new week with the sales starting on Sunday. So yeah, um, it's going to be some, some week next week, mate.
15: I'm pretty excited to see everyone back and yeah, come and catch up. And yeah, to see that new Strathair track yeah. um, on that night will be brilliant.
0: And I tell you what, it's easy. I Like I, I had a look at your website that Wentwood, um, and it's pretty easy at wetwoodgrange.co.nz. And it, it tells you everything, what's going on with the farm. Um, and also has a look at your horses that you'll be selling at the upcoming sale. And you can also um, head to NZB and get a look at their catalogue and you can have a look at your draft there as well. So um, I know it's a big time for all the farms, especially when you put in a lot of hard work, uh, you'll be looking to get results. But um, I'm sure you will do it once again. And make sure you charge the captain double because you have all the success that you've given him. In fact, you're nearly putting back on the map.
15: i don't know about that but yeah no thank you very much for having me on good on you mate thanks for that
8: okay there's sean
0: hawkins the co-owner of wentwood grange and um they are a, a group one producing farm and once again i've got no doubt they'll do it again